Welcome to season two of Brad is a bad person. We are back by popular demand. So last last season we focused on conspiracy theories and we had a lot of fun doing that. We've actually come up with a bunch more conspiracy theories that we want to talk about, but we're going to put that on hold because we came up with a concept for a second season that we want to uh, do first and then we'll come back to conspiracy theories. So uh, I'm your host for this episode. My name is Morgan. I am joined by Lachlan, who is a good person, and Brad, who is a bad person. How are we, guys? I am well. Good. Good, thanks. The title of the podcast literally is in opposition to what you just said, Brad. Yes, correct. (laughs) (laughs) I refuse to learn anything. All right. So... Uh, Lachlan and I came up with a concept for this season and uh, it suits the podcast well because it involves Brad doing absolutely no preparation, which is slightly <laughs> less than he did last season. <laughs> uh, I'm going to start off this season with my first fuck you morgues. Uh. <laughs> There'll be plenty more where that came from, I'm sure. So before we get to it, just a bit of housekeeping, we want to uh, thank Daniel, Lachlan's brother for creating our logo. We forgot to thank him in the recap episode uh, last season. Then you might have heard some different intro music there. Uh, a big thank you to Matt from Modern Divide, who is a big fan of this podcast. He offered to make music for us, and uh, all three of us love his band as well. So check them out. They're a great band. Um, that's Modern Divide. So, guys, hitting the big time here. We're getting some legit bands. We've got a a great I, logo. I, I think we're yeah. probably about two or three episodes from really blowing up, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's yeah. see how this goes. <laughs> I think we've got a Triple J unearthed uh, artist doing music for us. So, look, it's, it's big time. Big league. I won't forget the little minnows when I've got different uh, producers <laughs> uh, and people beside me, you know. I'll kick you guys, uh, I'll kick you guys some table scraps. <laughs> We're fully legit. So, the the season concept for season two uh, could probably be best described as philosophy. Brad, your thoughts? Well, that's the most philosophical. philosophical. Jeez, man. This does not not bode well Uh, for the rest of the season. Should we change concepts? Is it too late? Should we just do that now? Can we change the third member of the podcast? Is it too late for that? Uh, (laughs) Brad is a quiet person and he just doesn't talk anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. Okay, we're going to do philosophy and the reason we wanted Brad to come in cold is because 
we just want to throw different things at him. So it might be to do with uh, ethics or uh, existentialism or epistemology. We'll, we'll get to all that. But today we're going to start with a very famous ethical thought dilemma. And Brad, I'm sure you would have already come across this, but you haven't uh, maybe you haven't thought about it in depth. So this is the trolley problem. I have a fear. I, I think I have heard is this to do with uh, train tracks and, yes. and people. Oh, yeah. actually, okay. so I, just me... wanna, I just want to get into this just for one second before we start. It's about a trolley, but I'm going to talk about it like it's a train because that works better in my head. But please, can, please continue. All right. The train problem. Okay. So, all right. Uh, all right, Brad, I'll explain it. So, here we go. Mm-hmm. There is a runaway train barreling down the railway tracks. Ahead on the tracks, there are five people tied up and unable to move. The train is headed straight for them. You are standing some distance off in the train yard next to a lever. If you pull this lever, the trolley will switch to a different set of tracks. However, you notice that there is one person tied up on the side track. So you have two options. One, do nothing and the trolley kills the five people on the main track. Two, pull the lever, diverting the train onto the side track where it will kill one person. What is the most ethical choice? What do you think, Brad? What's the most ethical choice? Mm. I, I have seen this one uh, in the past, um, you know, with the, the neat little diagram with the, the people tied up yeah. on the tracks and the other guy just standing That's on the right. other track. Like Visualize a, it. Yes. Yeah. Um, I guess from what I understand, there's, there's two sort of schools of thought is that if you don't pull the tra- uh, pull the lever and divert the train, five people will die, um, but you will have no personal stake in the matter. Like you didn't set up the scenario, you know, it's just bad luck. Um, the, the other is that if you obviously save five people, but kill one person, you'll have involved yourself in the situation and, and that loss of life could be on your hands. What do you think, Bradley? What do I think? Uh, personally, I'm pulling that lever. I'm pulling that lever. I'm pulling the lever. Um, if you just look at raw numbers, <laughs> which uh, I'm a big fan of. <laughs> Your maths is amazing, yeah. <laughs> maths is amazing. And one is less than five, I'm sure of this. Uh, <laughs> and, yeah, no, I'm pulling that lever uh, every time. Um, I'm, I'm a motherfucking hero. I saved uh, five people. You killed one person. Yeah, saved five, though. But you killed one. Uh, I'm a fucking hero. I'm, going to, I'm sleeping easy that <laughs> night. Let's put it that way. All <laughs> right. So, Lachlan, what would, uh, what would you do, Lachlan? I... I would definitely pull the lever. I'd pull that bitch every day. Yeah, day of the week. It's, it's the greater good. <laughs> the greater good. Oh, dangerous words, but correct. Uh, well, what, would, what would you do? Oh, what would I do? I would, um, all things being equal, which is probably something that's worth just worth being said, all things being equal, I would um, definitely pull the lever. Is it lever or lever? I like to say uh, lever. I believe both are correct. I'm yeah. going to switch between the two because I can't keep track of that <laughs> like, sort of stuff. Like a lever. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> do you pull the lever and say lever or do you pull the lever and not say lever so you'd pull the, the lever slash lever yeah so all three of us are doing the same thing so i might have to mm. uh play some devil's advocate as the uh host here i feel that's probably the most appropriate thing to do but Lachlan, you mm. mentioned a phrase there for the greater good which is uh-huh. um usually characterized as a utilitarian viewpoint. So, have you heard of that uh, philosophy or that ethical theory, utilitarianism? Yes, I have. And I subscribe, you categorize I subscribe to that philosophy. So, basically, basically <laughs> uh, 
I, I feel a little bit like Brad here because I haven't looked up the exact meaning of utilitarianism. But basically, it means that whatever is uh, the best outcome for the most amount of people is is the way to go. Yeah, maximizes the good. Or, you know, you can have the other, like, negative utilitarianism, yeah, which is about minimizing yeah. harm. Yeah. Same sort of thing. Brad, would you consider yourself a utilitarian? Uh, in this scenario, I guess I am. Um, <laughs> in general? <laughs> in general, uh, I don't want to lock myself down in oh, any of these geez. confining boxes, you know? No, you just yeah. can't put a label on me, you know? I'm just too unique. Yeah, why can't <laughs> put a label on it? I'm uh, very non-committal. <laughs> Okay, so Brad, I, I um actually have a um a variation here. So mm-hmm. a variation is that uh instead of standing next to a lever, you're mm-hmm. actually on a uh, on top of a bridge just mm-hmm. before the track forks off into the, the two tracks. Mm-hmm. And standing next to you on the bridge is a very large man. And uh I know all three of us are quite portly gentlemen, so Let's try not to imagine ourselves in that guy's position and try to stay totally. This dude's like all three of us combined. This is a big fat dude. <laughs> this is like the guy from Austin Powers. Mm-hmm. What was his name? Fat fat Austin. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so he's, this dude is as fat as that guy who, like, they had to lift him out of his house with a crane. Yeah, I, I get it. He's a big dude. He's, yes. a, he's a fat man. <laughs> this this guy was on that TV show, My 600-Pound Life. <laughs> um, anyway, he's standing he's standing there, and um, if you were to push him onto the tracks, this guy is so fat that uh, he would actually stop the train. That from, is a uh, fat man. Yeah, from getting there. So, so, so the question is, do you have the upper body strength to push him onto the tracks? <laughs> I was actually about to say that, barring my lack of physical prowess, uh, would, are you asking if I'd be able to push him in front of the train to to save not, the other people? Not, a, not able to. Let's let's assume that you could do this. Yes, um, yeah, yeah. Let's say he's teetering on the edge, and all you have to do is just give him an elbow <laughs> or something. Would just you, a gentle nudge. Yeah, yeah. Would you push this guy onto the tracks to save five people? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so this one is um, a, a little bit trickier because when you when you think about pulling a lever versus actually physically pushing someone, there's mm. it's a bit more you're a bit more involved if you know what I mean. Okay. Um, that being said, one is still less than five, but I'd also I, I'd probably hesitate because then there might be some sort of criminal charges associated with actually killing someone. Pulling a lever is different to physically pushing someone onto the train tracks and ending their life when there was no chance that they were in any harm. Whereas if they were just standing on tracks and you diverted it, it's kind of their own fault for being on the tracks You've where they're not supposed to be. thought this out way too well, Brad. We were going to ask you a bunch of questions about uh, why you would make each decision, but you've already answered those questions. Hey, you guys say I don't do any prep. You give me nothing. I just come in, I just come in hot, just burning. So uh, are you suggesting that you're worried about possibly being... Uh, brought up on charges here for yes this if if you say in the hypothetical that I there's no way that I'll get charged all right sure and like you can you can guarantee that like there's a hundred hundred percent chance that I will go walk away free yeah let's say you're you're a rich person in Russia there's no chance they're gonna <laughs> <laughs> oh it's a tough one I'd probably do it I'd push him right so my 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 thinking on this is that 
it would definitely be harder to do because it's a more like a, a visceral or physical thing, but it would still yeah. be the morally correct thing to do. It's just whether you would actually have the fortitude to actually do it. The testicular fortitude or ovarian fortitude, depending on if you're a lady. I agree. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, this sucks. We shouldn't all agree. So, um, <laughs> I agree. I agree. So, I think that's what should happen, but I don't know if I'd have the stones to actually do it. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. If I was on that bridge and the, that, that fat guy's teetering in front of me, it's one thing for hypothetically when you're not the heat of the moment to go, meh, I, I would do that. Like, I'm saving five people at the cost of one person. I feel like that's also a hate crime, like pushing a fat dude <laughs> off a bridge just because he's fat. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, like the the point of this guy being sad, it sounds like it's trying to, it's like a way to dehumanize him. Like, oh, he's just a fat guy again. <laughs> I but just thought it was because he is- would gum up the wheels with his. Bike. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's so fat that yeah, the train would stop. Yeah, they're, yeah. Like, they're trying to dehumanize him. I think they're just trying to <laughs> emphasize how big this guy is yeah. to be able to stop a fucking That's train. Right. Well, <laughs> he ha- exactly he has to be a fat guy because if if one if any person would stop the train, then you know only one person would die, and the four people after it wouldn't die. So. Yeah, he, he has to be fat for this example. But what if it was in a wheelchair, for example, and the wheelchair like clogged up the train and stuff as well? Oh, they're in a wheelchair. Their quality of life is so low anyway. He's probably doing them a favor. <laughs> Look, I, I have a couple of questions. What is that fat fuck doing on the uh, side of a bridge here waiting to be pushed in? Maybe he was uh, he was about to end it all anyway. He, so He went for a walk. He was trying to lose weight. They don't go for a walk. They go for a roll. <laughs> <laughs> How did he get up the bridge? Helicopter in or something? That crane no, lifted him out of his house, put him on top of the bridge. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just fooling, bro. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Look, it is a hypothetical, so obviously you're not supposed to think too far into these things. Just at the no, you absolutely, you absolutely are supposed to think too far into it. It's a thought it's experiment, Brad. Yeah, the, okay. the whole point of it is to think too far into it. Experiment yeah. with your thoughts, Brad. <laughs> What do you mean you're not supposed to think about it too much? <laughs> All right. I meant like details outside of the, the given scenario, not like, oh, how did he get there? You're not supposed to. No, nah, Brad, Brad's right as well. Like when you're setting up a very specific situation just to get mm. the moral conundrum, you're not supposed to worry about the logistics of how it actually came to be. Yeah, that is yeah. true. Yes. Also, because um, practically we would know that a, even a giant fat guy is not going to stop a train. So It's a like, runaway trolley, Brad. It's, it's only one cart and uh, this guy's huge. Were you not listening? <laughs> he is a big, fat dude. <laughs> it's not big enough to stop him. I'm sorry. They go through trucks. The person is going to be little to no resistance. I'm just assuming in this hypothetical you've set up that by some sheer luck or whatever you have, have you, it will definitely stop the train. Yeah, if you were to say there's a 50% chance it'll stop the train, I probably wouldn't push it. I don't think you should be dealing in percentages when people's <laughs> lives are at stake, Brad. <laughs> Let's get our second fuck you Morgan out of the way. <laughs> We're going to move on to uh, some uh, ethic. The, the ethics of this, Brad, is there a difference between killing someone and letting someone die? So, for example, if you were to watch someone eat something that you know is poisonous mm-hmm. but you don't tell them and they die, yeah. is that as bad as actually killing them? It, it, ooh, oh, damn. Um, Murder nothing. through inaction. I don't think uh, this is a tough one. I I don't think it's as bad as they driving a knife through their chest, 
but it's not far off ethically, I think. <laughs> where, where do you draw the line, though? At driving a knife through someone's chest? No, no, no. I'm saying, like, if, <laughs> if letting someone eat something poison is bad, where do you draw the line? Like, oh, where do I draw if, the line? If you're no. not sending money to kids in Africa to stop them from starving to death, is that the same thing? No, because it just goes to African warlords. Yeah, but they're... okay. Imagine that it's not going to African warlords. <laughs> that's uh, that's too much of a stretch. Uh, <laughs> too much of a stretch. <laughs> My imagination doesn't go that far. <laughs> Fuck you, world vision. Uh, no, that's that's actually something we might talk about another time. That you know, Peter Singer uh, is a famous Australian uh, philosopher, and he has some very uh, interesting thought experiments and ideas about that sort of thing. So maybe we can talk about that another time. So let's let's not talk about uh, you know, because that's that's about your proximity to danger. So in this in this yes. specific situation, the person is sitting across the table from you or in the same restaurant. You can see them about to eat. Something. Do I know them or? Like, or what is that? Is that irrelevant? Well, is it irrelevant? That's something you have to answer. Is is it is it uh, morally acceptable to let a stranger die, but not a friend? Like, what are you what are you getting at? I, I, uh, obviously, if it's a friend, uh, there's more. I have more in, invested in. I guess I, I, if I hated the person, I guess not. But um, <laughs> subjectively, you have more invested in it. Yeah, like, exactly. From, from if, I, moral, if I know someone, from a moral and ethical standpoint, does that make a difference? Uh, if we're going to go like hardline morals and ethics, I don't think it should make a difference. Um, realistically, though, I think it it does make a huge difference because yeah, it's like oh, a, course, I yeah. know this person. Yeah, I would like to think that if someone was about to eat something poisonous that I knew about it, I would go, "Hey, don't eat that. It's poisonous." I, I'm, in fact, I'm ninety nine percent sure I would. Right. Good. So you that's that's a that's a good thing to do. I think we'd all agree with that. But if you if you didn't, would that be as bad as, as bad as killing, killing someone? Yeah. <clears throat> Essentially, you are killing them by not telling them. So I would say it's as bad. Either, yes, yeah. No, are you, you are because you, you have the knowledge. Life? You have the knowledge that will prevent them from killing themselves. You're you're pretty much killing. Them. I disagree. Or is you it disagree? is it just Darwin survival of the fittest sort of thing? They should know That's it's right. poisonous. They That's should their Fuck you for not having extensive plant knowledge of right. something. Well, if it's <laughs> something, if it's something that Brad knows about, like surely. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Fuck you guys. I come um, in here dropping just knowledge everywhere, and this is the the fucking attitude I get. No, I, I um, I think it is as bad as killing someone, but I, I understand that you can you can start. Changing the situation ever so slightly to to um, get into some really gray areas. So, mm-hmm. you know, like if, yeah. if it's going to cost you a couple of grand to save that person, you know, whatever, you know, it it it, change, it changes a bit. Like if there's some cost to you, or if yeah. you think that they're not such a, yeah, if you think there's not such a great person or whatever. Like, I don't know mm-hmm. if we want uh, spoilers for Breaking Bad here, but uh, one of the main characters in Breaking Bad saw another person die and could have easily saved that person, but chose not to save them for selfish reasons. Yeah, yeah. So was that that character uh, who mm. watched another character die, is that the, and they could have saved them, is that the same as killing them? Is that as bad as killing them? That's It's definitely the same as killing them. I disagree. I would say. All right. I Discuss think, then, I mate. I think it's still bad, but that's the same reason why we have uh, murder versus manslaughter. You know. Yeah, but I think more people should be tried for murder and not manslaughter because it's fucking soft. Well, <laughs> yeah, 
our legal system sucks. But yeah, yeah, that's how I want. I, I think point I was making there. I think that actually committing an act versus mm-hmm. seeing an act happen are two mm-hmm. very different things. Yeah, I, th- I think legally it gets um, it gets tricky as well because somebody if you if you let somebody die, you can there's there's all manner of reasons you can give for why you let that person die. You could say I panicked, I froze in the moment, I That's like right. I didn't I didn't realize what was happening until it was too late. Blah blah blah. You can mm. you can kind of explain even if you were sadistic and you wanted to watch somebody die and you you know you could have done something and you know you could have. It's very hard for someone to prove in court that you That's knowingly right. make some yeah. shit up. Well, didn't okay. This I might I might have missed a point here. So correct me if I'm wrong. But I, I saw it was probably I, I want to say twelve to eighteen months ago. There was a police officer I think in New York who someone was being attacked with um, by a knife, and he <clears throat> was on the scene and he he didn't do anything to stop the attack because he felt at risk and he wasn't obligated to do so. Was this in the subway? Yeah, it was in the subway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not sure the person ended up dying or was just really seriously hurt, but he wasn't obligated to do anything, even even though he had the means to. Um, but that, this would be something similar, wouldn't it? Like it, you, your direct inaction is leading to someone being hurt, especially as a as an agent of the law. Um, but he also is not obligated to actually help anyone. The police have a duty to themselves before other people, apparently. Yeah, that's a pretty weird thing about the. Um, well, actually, I shouldn't say that because I don't know about different police departments or whatever. But yeah, they, mm-hmm. I think most of them don't actually have a a duty to protect other people if they feel they're going to be in danger, which is um in direct correlation it, to the serve and protect. <laughs> so direct opposition, so no. it's uh it's interesting and it's probably a discussion for another time. Um, but um, so in my my answer to this is that um, if somebody watches somebody else die and they could save them mm. ethically it is as bad but legally it's it's too hard to prove so i wouldn't want there to be laws written about it but i think mm. ethically and you know it, it is it is as bad if that person is you know in in their right frame of mind and can see what's coming and chooses not to act okay so because that's, that's like while, while i was trying to bring that up is <clears throat> it's a little bit different to say the poison scenario where you're sitting there, someone's eating something poisonous. If you say come across someone being attacked and you have a gun, the person being attacked has a knife or something, does that make it as bad not to act even though there is a chance, you know, you could miss or or something like that, you could end up dead and that person could still end up dead? Is that as bad as killing someone? Because that's the point I was sort of trying to get at. yeah, I think maybe we should stick to the 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 train situation here. So <laughs> let's. Uh, We're getting um, off track. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right, that's season two done. Thanks, guys. Thanks for coming in. Brad quits. Um, yep. All right. Well, Brad, has has this to, to sort of reframe this sort of question? So, if instead of five people on the main track and one person on a side track, if it was just one person on each track, would you? Uh, pull the lever, or would you leave it, or would you not think that there's a difference and just flip a coin or whatever? Would would there be any, yeah. uh, you know, would you lean either way? Can I see the people from my position, like, or do I just... Yeah, how else would you know? Okay, so I are they both, like, identical, just say both males? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, this is, this is something, <laughs> it's really hard to structure this. Let's, uh, fuck it, let's just go. Uh, yeah, okay, so what what would be your concern there? 
Okay, so if one's say a guy and say one's a woman, I get, I feel like I'm going to be immediately more sympathetic to the woman. Why? Sexist. Because she's a woman. Genders are equal, Brad. Yep. They are. <laughs> it's 2018. Pay wise. Equal rights. Uh, equal rights. Yeah. Equal death. Equal chance to die. <laughs> equal <Maybe. depth. laughs> Maybe what I do, okay, this is what I'll do in this scenario. I just keep whacking the lever back and forth. <laughs> now, when the train hits there, whatever one's it's on when I'm doing it, like I'm doing it as hard as I can, that's it. I mean, I give everyone a fair chance. What's the difference that? between that and just leaving it? No, because it's already set on one of them. Yeah, Brad's making it a total random chance. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I just keep whacking the lever back and forth. But say, okay, say one of them's a kid and one's a man. Pretty simple choice for me. I, I pick the man. Okay. Like to get hit. Okay. Yeah. What yeah. the kid look not like? To, not to, not to. He's just got one of those faces and you're like, yeah, it's like that kid. Yeah, the kid looks like Dennis the Menace. I'm running that prick down <laughs> nine times out of ten. Yeah, no, because there are some immediate like things. Like, you've, you've got, I'm assuming, not a lot of time to make a decision. Correct. So just face it. I can't notice. It's a runaway train. It's running away. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, I can't say, oh, well, that woman killed her last husband or something via poison. Uh, so, like, I don't have time to make a, a very detailed assessment. There's a few cues that I would look for, like children over everybody, probably women over men, um, young people over old people. Uh, if they're crippled, they're probably right at the very list, like top of the list to die. Um, <laughs> like, you know what I'm going with this, right? What if like, it was I'm a, just a black person on one track and a white person on the other. Oh, <laughs> I'm not touching that lever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to keep walking. Oh, so if it was the black person, you'd just let them die? I'm just not getting involved full stuff. I don't want to be called a racist. That's worse than killing someone in 2018. <laughs> incredibly racist. Brad, 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 Brad sees a black person on one track, a white person on the other track, and he's like, I can't get out of this, and just jumps in front of the track. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, there's no good ending. There's no good ending. No. Exactly. So, what, what, the white person has the privilege not to be uh, on the track that it's already heading for. <laughs> Brad, Brad, what if what if one of them's Matt Damon and the other one's Black Matt Damon, Time Vampire? Uh, well, Time Vampire and Matt Damon can't exist in two places at once. That would be a paradox. Right. Obviously, so, that's my that's my bad. That's silly. Um, so I know, what I was what I was trying to get at with that one versus one situation <clears throat> is that again, if we say all things being equal, would you switch yeah. it? Would you leave it? Or would you just would it not matter? So I was trying to get to this this idea that some people think that the natural course of events is that the train continues along the main track, and then yep. if you do anything, you're actually intervening and you're messing yes. with the natural order of the universe. So you could think of this as yep. like a Final destination style <laughs> um, <laughs> situation that those five people they're intended to die, so you, you shouldn't mess with it. Yeah, well, yeah, that, I, I think yeah, the point is that position. Yeah, absolutely. Um, if it was say just two guys on a track, I don't know anything about them, and there's a train hitting there, and there's no way that I can get them off the track. There, I, I wouldn't touch the lever. I just wouldn't because yes, yeah, I would be directly putting myself in that situation and. Um, you're saying, you know, the guy you're saying if there's one person on each track, yeah, on each track. you can't so you can't do your hierarchy of who deserves to live because they're exactly. identical twins or they're both, you know, whatever. They're, they look equal yeah. to you. Then you would have yeah. that bias where you just say, "Look, this is this is what's going to happen if I don't get involved. So therefore, I won't get involved." Exactly. Yeah. Okay. I wouldn't. I wouldn't get involved because then I will. 
I'd feel responsible for killing the other guy. But you wouldn't feel responsible if that one person got run over? No, because there's there's nothing I can do you to stop it. You wouldn't feel responsible for killing one guy if it was five people on the other track? I, I'm not saying I wouldn't feel bad about either guy. What I'm saying is that I wouldn't feel like I would have contributed to his death. He's on the track. The, the trolley's always already running away. There's without inter, but could you, interjecting could you not, myself. Could you not also say that about if it's one versus five rather than one versus one? That yeah, no, I, I would already get still five people, and you know, yep. by interjecting, you're killing yes. that other person. But I'm doing it for a net benefit. So okay. four additional lives will be saved as opposed to losing five. Okay, does that? Does it make sense? Yeah, I, I, sense. I see what you're saying. Yeah, so like if, if the track's barreling towards two guys, one on one track, one on the other, and there's nothing I can do to get them out of the way, I'm not going to put myself in that situation. I'm just going to feel bad about one of them dying later on, but I have not directly killed anyone. I've indirectly killed someone. Okay. All right, so the, the original problem is that there are five people on the main track and one on the side track. Mm-hmm. Let's say there were two people on the main track and one person on the side track. Would you... Switch then? Yes, sir. Yeah. So it's 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 a, it's a bad net benefit. What if it was I one mean, and a half people, like one <laughs> just like a torso? If you said Is if there was two people on the side track and their quality of life was not very high, and there was one person <laughs> on the main track and their quality of life was outstanding, basically I'm saying crippled. Um, <laughs> Why do you hate cripples a, so much, Brad? I don't. I'm just net benefit. <laughs> All right, most people, you know, who are, you know, if they're severely disabled, their their quality of life's not that great. Let's be so. From this episode, we can glean that Brad is sexist, racist, and ableist. You know, there was another person. There was another person who was a bit like that. Didn't like disabled people. What? <laughs> was it Hitler? Yeah. <laughs> oh, correct. What do you, what do you, I'm just getting everything what right. If he was on the track, Brad. If Hitler was on the track, yeah. It depends Actually, is no, a that's, person on the other track. That's or? a silly. That's a silly question because he's on the dark side of the moon. How do you know that? Oh, fuck, we're doing. I saw it in that documentary, Iron Sky. This is not <laughs> happening again this season. <laughs> I'm not having Iron Iron Sky references crowbarred into every episode. <laughs> crowbarred. <laughs> oh, that was so natural. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. Just a natural segue to Hitler and then hey, into Iron up. Sky. Oh, fuck. <laughs> So I think we should before before we get into too much trouble with um, people with disabilities. I think we should take them off the table from now on. All people on tracks are able-bodied <laughs> from now on. Okay, look, I was being pragmatic, is what I was getting at. Like, if someone's on the track, say, it was like cystic fibrosis, or you know, right, like seriously, it better. <laughs> let's just leave it. <laughs> Uh, okay, right. So this this ethical dilemma was devised by um, Philippa Foote in 1967. So she decided that it would mm. be five people on the main track and one person on the side track. So why do you yeah. think she went with five people? Why didn't she put a hundred people on the main track or two people on the main track? Why do you think it was five versus one? I'm not actually 100 percent sure. I think the number. If you go too big, it becomes too easy. Mm-hmm. I know that that, that just seems. Clear to me is that 100 people versus one is a lot, lot easier to make the decision. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But I think it would be easy, like it would be trickier, say, if the number was even lower, say two, like so that there's not a huge benefit to switching. Why didn't she go with that then? If that's- I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I don't know. Do you know? 
No, I don't. I, I legitimately want to know because I think you get the point across by making it two versus one because basically I think this is something that tells, uh, you know, if you're trying to if you're trying to glean something from the uh, person answering, you're trying to figure out if they're, um, well, let's say, I think if, if you're the sort of person who won't switch, I think that means that you're saying you don't want to mess with the natural order of things and you don't want to get involved. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. it's not not your place, and I think if you do switch, you're saying, right, like clearly utilitarian. Uh, you know, uh, looking at it as a utilitarian, it's better to uh, kill one person than let two people or five people die. So I don't know why she chose yeah. five, but I think it is it is interesting that it's not um, two. But uh, following on from that, Brad, if uh, there's been a bunch of surveys done on this, as you could mm-hmm. well imagine. Yeah. In these surveys, what percentage of people do you think would switch? Would switch? Yeah. Mm, all right, I'll go 85%. Right, would, very um, close. It's 90% of people would um, mm. switch. And what's interesting <laughs> is when they are posed with the uh, fat man variation. I think that, it would drop considerably. That 90% drops to 10%. No, Ooh. it's not 10%, is it? Yeah, it is. What? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that does not surprise. Uh, it surprised me a little. I didn't think it'd be quite that low, but yeah. I did know it would drop significantly mm. because you are you're, you're actually directly killing it, someone. It, that's right. It feels like more. It feels like you're more responsible. Absolutely. So I'm there's a disconnect. There's a disconnect yeah. when you're just pulling a lever yeah. as opposed to physically pushing someone. Wow. I didn't know it was. Um... It was that low. I'm very surprised. Who's oh, unprepared now, bitch? <laughs> it's interesting because the net result is the same either mm-hmm. way. Either one person dies or five die, either way. And right. yet 80% hmm. of people change their mind. Yeah. That is I, I mean, I guess it's because you don't feel like a hero afterwards after you've killed them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would, but the average person. I just feel bad for the guy because he's so fat. Right. So I, I have a question to follow on from that So to, to both of you. Do you think the people who would switch the lever, but they wouldn't push the fat man over, do you mm. think those people who wouldn't push the fat guy but would pull the lever, do you think that they're just too squeamish to do what they know that they morally should do? That they, by answering the lever, that they would switch the lever, that shows that morally they understand that they should do it, but they're mm. too squeamish to actually do the pushing. Would you? Yes. I don't know if, if squeamish is the right word, but I think that they they know that it, it wouldn't be like just pulling a lever. They would they know that they're killing someone. That's right. You, you can push a button all day and not know what the really know what the outcome Ooh, is. You know, you're just shadowing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. I didn't know. But, but, no, you um, might get that. You'll get that in another episode. But pushing someone, yeah, it, it's not so much squeamish. I see you. You're definitely. It's a more. It. It's yeah. a more base, like primal thing yeah. Is, is I yeah i just to their yeah. death as opposed to just pulling a lever yeah i definitely agree with the sentiment yep. i just don't know if squeamish is the word there what word would you use Brad? uh it's like are they just cowardly emotional <laughs> <laughs> irrational cowardly is, is the word where, yeah i don't know irrational it's, yeah irrational let's say irrational. all right so um, let's ramp this motherfucker up with the uh, uh, the next. Have you got different scenarios? Oh, this this is the uh, big enchilada. This variation. This one will keep you up at night, Brad. Um, oh, perfect. Okay, Bradley. A uh, a young traveler goes into a hospital for a checkup. 
mm-hmm. and the uh, the doctor there, while doing the checkup, he decides, oh, this is this traveler is very fit, and uh, it just so happens that uh, he has organs that are compatible with five people who are waiting for organ transplants. All of them need a different organ, like you know, liver, kidney, heart, whatever. Yeah. And the doctor thinks, testicles, hmm. eyes, <laughs> juicy, juicy eyes. <laughs> The doctor thinks, if I were to uh, kill this guy and uh, distribute his organs, I could save five people's lives. So, do you think Mm -hmm. the doctor would be making an ethical decision if he were to do that or do you think that would be wrong? Oh, like, uh, it worries me. It worries me that you're having to think so hard about this crap. (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 no. You've trapped me because the... (laughs) Obvious answer is no. Uh, killing someone to save five other people is incorrect, <laughs> but it goes in direct opposition to what I've been saying for the last <laughs> twenty minutes. <laughs> so you've made me look like a fucking idiot. Um, That's why this thing was um, devised, is because I think yep. it shows ninety percent of people put the lever, but uh, mm-hmm. would they be comfortable with it? Hundred percent of people would not kill this guy, and I, I think the the issue is that. With the first scenario or the first two scenarios, you know, um, your hand is being forced. Whereas if someone comes into a hospital in good health, they're not going to die. It's unfortunate for the five people who are dying and need the organs, but your hand's not being forced. There's a chance that they might get organs elsewhere or, you know, maybe miraculously they recover. Doctors have a duty of care to their patients to look mm-hmm. after them and that as doctor best they is- can. And he is killing, also a patient of that doctor. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Killing someone is not looking after them as best they okay. can, regardless yes. of the consequence to other people. Yeah, well, and also the, the fact that like this dude walks in and the doctor, instead of seeing a paying patient, sees, oh, look at all those tasty organs. You know, uh, mm, that, that's, tasty, that's tasty a bit organs. of a concern mm. for me, at least. I don't want <laughs> to. I don't want to go to that hospital. Yeah, it's probably in Mexico somewhere or something. <laughs> if it was in Mexico, he wouldn't have to worry. There'd be black market organs all over the place. <laughs> no bueno. He'd just go down to the go down to the local market, slip a few pesos over the counter, and walk out of there with a cooler full of different organs. Pig heart. <laughs> <laughs> what if he killed the guy, but then didn't save the five people and just sold the organs? <laughs> Well, okay, no lost dose. Well, da, 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 da. I I would say that I, I'm going to switch the lever and I'm going to push the fat guy onto the tracks, but mm-hmm. I I can't uh, sign off on this doctor taking out this dude's organs. And I, I've been defend your position. Yeah, that's right. I've been thinking about this a lot, and um, yeah, I, I can't. I don't know if I can give a really good answer why, but. It, it, like it just it it seems wrong. It seems like yeah. I, I think I have a, an, an initial reaction to it, and then any any response I give you guys will be me kind of having my reaction, getting my opinion, and then trying to you know retrofit some logic into it. So I don't know if I can really logically defend it too well, except that you know you guys know that I'm a you know big on <laughs> liberty and freedom and stuff. So I just. <laughs> I don't mm-hmm. like the idea that this guy is being seen as a bag of organs and he can just he can just be killed for the um you know he can have his rights taken away like that and I don't know why it's different with the trains but I think the the guy on the second track he's involved even though the train's not 
running towards him, he's involved because he's right there and it can it can uh, you know it can happen that quick. So yeah, I don't I don't know if that's much much logic to it, but that yeah, was, that was a very logical calculating way to defend your entirely emotional decision. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. I, I feel like I can't really defend it too well, except maybe. <laughs> Like this is what I, like I'm trying to I'm trying to get uh, you know put logic back into it after the fact. So I don't know if this is you know, came into my original um, position on it, but maybe it's that when it comes to organs and organ transplants, it's like the the death isn't going to be immediate. Like if this person's got a bad kidney or something like that, maybe they've got a few days and something could come up in the meantime. Whereas uh-huh. the, the train That's is going to hit them immediately. I don't know, but. Yeah, that's why I said the, the hand is like you're in a situation, you're forced. Time is not on your side, obviously. It's, it's an immediate thing. Um, the, yeah, the, you're right. It's, it's purely emotional. And when you look at it, like, like break it down rationally, it's very similar. I think the big difference is uh, standing at that train track, you're just a bystander. You, you're any mm-hmm. old average Joe. Whereas in the hospital, that doctor has a job, which is the opposite of killing people. <laughs> so he shouldn't kill people. It's also the opposite of letting people die that he could save. Um, yes, but if he needs to let those people die, uh, the only option, the only other option being kill somebody, like actually commit murder, then he just needs to let those people die. Yeah. Well, what if? What if? Um, so this is another variation. If six people come into a uh, quiet emergency room in a small town and there's only one doctor. And uh, the doctor decides if they spend time on this one person who's seriously injured, he's not going to be able to save the other five. Uh, but uh, <laughs> yeah, if he if he lets that guy die, because he's the most seriously injured, if he just goes like, oh, well, let him die, and then he saves the other five, you know, should he? he save the other five. They, they call that a triage, yeah. A what? It's a triage. Is there an actual so they, That's the fancy yeah, triage for emergency room. Yeah. They, they triage patients based on severity of condition and they, they treat those who they can save and those who can't, they, there's not a lot they can do in an emergency situation. Yeah, that's, I think all things being equal, they try to save everybody. But if, you know, like, for example, after, you know, like a major natural event or something like that, they'll go through and look at, can't save this person, can't save this person, can't save this yeah. one, work on this person. I think the difference there is in one scenario, he's letting a person die to save yeah, yeah, people. Yeah. In the other, yeah. he's murdering someone who wouldn't have died otherwise to save five people. Right. So that that young traveller is not in any danger, seemingly. Like That's he's right. he's not yeah. uh, involved he's, he's in this a at all. Young buck. <laughs> what what if you were to put in like a, a slight spin on that and say say there's a guy in a coma? It's not like a um, guaranteed he's going to die. Like no brain activity at coma. It's like there's a chance he could wake up. But the doctor was to just say... That's up to his family. Slip in some... No, no, no. But the doctor was to just say, slip something in uh, illegally. Like Unethical. It's up to his family. They can pull the plug if they want, but it's not up to the doctor. <laughs> what I'm saying is this guy is living on his own, but he there's a chance he may never The doctor can go to the Let family. me get the scenario out for fuck's sake. All right. So what I'm getting, what I'm saying is there's a, there's a patient. It's not like he's being kept alive by life support. He's just in a, in a coma. What's his name? Yeah? And there's John. All right. Okay. Um, there's five people who need organs. He's a match for them. It's a miraculous match. He's a match for all five of them. All right. And if the doctor was to help his life come to an end very swiftly, 
say with a high dose of potassium or something, you know, straight into the uh, the old IV there, kill the guy, save these other five people. What should should he do it? No. Yes. What do you reckon, Wolves? Yes. No. There's a chance this guy may never wake up. He should go to the family and say, "Look, if we end so, your is that not inside of this, this life, very narrow hypothetical that I'm I, giving you here? If we end your father's life, we can save these five people." And then it's on the family. Not the inside of a hypothetical. Is it fair to put that sort of pressure on somebody to say, like, like your your you know family members are going to die, but it's going to save other people? Like that's pretty. No, I don't think it is. I don't think it is fair. But you know what else? Basically, what fair? I'm saying is, what else is not fair is playing God and deciding who gets to live and die based on which organs. Yeah, I'm just giving you a hypothetical here. Well, in and your you can't talk to the family. In your hypothetical, no, he shouldn't do it. Okay. Luckily, you're talking I'm from just, a, I'm are you talking from a legal um, perspective and like using the Hippocratic Oath, or are you like approaching this from first principles and this is your ethical uh, judgment? This is my ethical, ethical judgment. Okay. He should not. Be. It's it's the same as pushing someone in front of a train. No, that's not. not. I'm just saying it's very similar anyway. Well, oh, you gave me a narrow hypothetical. I'm giving you one, and you're just like, go to the family, go to the family. <laughs> I think it's very uh, well. It's very contingent on the doctor's expert opinion on how likely this person is to recover. That's true. So I think that's that plays into it a, a, a large part as well. Like if there's there's a one one percent chance, like then yeah, carve him up. But if there's like a fifty percent, I don't know. That that's when it starts to get really tricky. So. Okay, so at what percentage do you draw the line? So 10%? Well, I can't do that because it's a gray area. I don't know where the line is, Brad. I haven't thought about it. No, I'm just asking. You know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'd have to think about that. Yeah, I know. I'll come up with a decision and I'll implement it when I become a uh, dictator. So. All right, perfect. <laughs> um, I'll get it. But so I, was... I, I like these kind of scenarios. These like, like a would you rather or a what if, if. X is contingent upon this. I love this kind of stuff. We do it at work all the time. Um, <laughs> so, like, when you're doing me, like, the train one, like, I was thinking, well, what, what scenario would really push me? Like, I would be distraught about it. And I was like, what if there was, say, five adults on one track, like you started, and then on the other track was two kids, say? Yeah. Or, mm-hmm. or what would you do? Would you, you know, or one kid, or even just one kid, because that completely changes the whole thing in my mind. Like, I would have to switch the lever to kill one kid to save five adults. That's where it starts really fucking with me. I was, um, I was thinking about that today, actually. Like, if it was five adults. Yeah, especially you with a new father. Well, that's that's the thing. I thought, five adults, one baby, kill the baby. And then I'm like, hang on, what if it was my baby? I'm like, I'm killing those five adults every day of the week. <laughs> no question. Exactly, yeah. I, I would imagine <laughs> that your life experience dictates your choice yeah, absolutely. drastically. Absolutely. Yeah, well, that that kind of gets us into another area, which I don't know. I guess it's kind of hard to avoid when we're talking about this sort of stuff. But like, when you're trying to decide who you, you're trying to come up with a hierarchy of who deserves to live more than other people, and I think yeah, um, already done. <laughs> and I think I know, I know you guys aren't um, uh, religious. You, know, you don't believe in God, and you're probably not too big on the organized religions and stuff but I actually think this is something that is a really important part of most religions uh, I don't know too much but especially uh, Christianity from from my experience anyway I know from Christianity but that every every life is um, seen as equal because everybody has a soul and everybody is one of God's children and I know that practically we don't really believe that but I think it, that is it's it's an untruth, but it's it's also very 
useful, I think, because it's I don't I don't like the the world we create where we start deciding whose life is more valuable than other people's. So I think that's something that's a really tricky area, and it's I, I'm I don't know if it's uh, <laughs> it's something we can ever agree on. And that brings up a good variation on this uh, on this problem is that same situation one and five, but the one person is a doctor who is about to create the cure for cancer. <laughs> you can't know that. <laughs> yeah, but you do, hypothetically. <laughs> um, they yell out, they yell out to you, I'm about to cure cancer. <laughs> He's just saying that because he wants to live. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm going to go dance on these railway tracks. I hope nobody <laughs> and five other people don't get trapped on the other tracks. God, that would be a tragedy. <laughs> Um, but yeah, we could do these. I think this is where it gets really tricky because we could do these scenarios yeah. all day long. It's like five, five, um, five criminals and one, uh, doctor or five, you know, elderly people and one teenager. You know, it's really, that's where it gets really tricky. Yeah, well, yeah. teenagers are bastards. Kill the teenager, keep the elderly people. <laughs> that's, that's why I think that's getting interesting because it takes this rational thought that you have, which is, yeah five is greater than one so obviously we'd take one and then you start putting in these different scenarios and that's where your emotions start to you're, to get you're forced shit, you're forced to rank people you're forced to yeah exactly people into power and rankings that, exactly because if it was say your mum on who's the one the one on like the one person yeah and then five complete strangers you're gonna let those five people die every time um rationally you know that you shouldn't i guess but Realistically, you're going to to get like you're going to save your mum over yeah, five years. Yeah, my mum's had a good run. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I think it's, it's interesting finding the like the your particular like threshold for yeah. emotion. Yeah, like I that's agree. why I was saying before when I was talking about like you know people who are disabled. I wasn't necessarily uh, taking a dick at them, though. I was kind of uh, being lighthearted <laughs> about the whole you situation. You weren't channeling Hitler. Uh, yeah. Realistically, I, I always, I'm like emotionally, I was trying to you know put a ranking on them because if I look at it um, pragmatically, it's about sort of potential. Like kids, I feel like have more potential than adults. Like they could cure cancer. Chances are, the five adults on the tracks haven't cured cancer. They've been wasting their time for <laughs> 25, 30 years. This kid could, could kick you out to be yeah. a serial killer, though, Brad. You don't know. Good, exactly, but it's about potential, like raw potential. Elderly people, I feel like, have less potential than all people. They could be the nicest people in the world as well, but when you've got to make a snap decision, you just like rankings, they emerge when you're forced to use emotion in a rational situation. Uh, yeah, I think that's where I was going with it. I think these, these sort of situations are very um, important to think about, you know, your hierarchy of people and who deserves to live, but I think it is very it's it's an awkward thing to think about and it is a very tough thing to think yeah. about so I, I actually really do like the religious position that all all lives are equal so uh i i'd probably err on the side of that than anything else but um way to sit on the fence you pussy <laughs> He's not sitting on the fence. He's saying always go for the Oh, I thought he's equal. Get fucked, you heathen. Go to hell. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> you, go, you go to hell and then, you know, everyone down there will be like, yeah, I really agree about your uh, disabled people stance. <laughs> You'll be in good company down there, bro. Hey, you, 
You have fun up in heaven with a bunch of people in wheelchairs just fucking oh, steaming God, walking God it around. God you when you die. Everybody knows this. Hello, Morgan. Thank you for not killing me on the tracks. What's in you say? One variation that I really like is called the trolley hall problem. That's where <laughs> you, have, you have three levers in front of you. Uh, you flick one and then it disappears. It gets taken away and you have two levers left. Do you switch your decision to flick the other one instead? Look, I've tried to explain the Monty Hall problem to people who are good at maths. So there's no fucking way we're doing that on this episode. No offense, Brad. No, no, I've seen the Monty Hall problem before, which is you should always switch, correct? Yeah, good. Yes. Yeah. Well yeah. yeah, so I've seen it before. People should look it up, though, if they haven't heard about it. The Monty Hall problem is it really super me, interesting. It took me a very long time to wrap my head around the Monty Hall problem. Um, it took yeah. me about five minutes. What? Shout out. <laughs> what a dick. Now, I, I just want to segue this into we have been asked to do an episode on statistics with Brad. Uh, we can touch on that a little bit here. Incorrect. There's... <laughs> We cannot touch on that. There's right a now. variation on this, Brad. So you've still got your five versus one, right? Okay. But the mm-hmm. one person, there's a 15% chance that he will not suffer any injuries from being run over by this train. Don't ask me how. It's just how it happens, right? Glancing blue. Yep. Okay. Yeah. The five people, they each have a 75% chance of not suffering any damage. Do you, okay. do you flip the switch? Ooh. Uh... I know you struggle with percentages. <laughs> I am struggling right now. Um, I think I would switch it still. Interesting. Good answer, Bradley. Well, I mean, if we're going off percentages, each person has a one in four chance of dying. Yeah. There's five of them. Yeah. So there's a oh, chance that wow. you could Let's put more thought into this than I expected. Die, which would be higher than one. The- um, and he only has a... Yeah, look, I would switch it. I'd switch it the, to the one person. The statistically sound answer is to switch it to the one person because yes. it, statistically, you know, if you run that situation 100 times, the one person is going to die 85 times. The five people are going to die 25 times each, resulting in a net 125 deaths as opposed to 85 deaths. 85. Yeah, okay. So well done, Brad. Yeah. Good job, Brad. Also... Fuck you, everyone who doubted me. Fuck the haters. Um, uh, 2018, you, you knew me. I hadn't heard of this variation, and Lachlan uh, messaged it to me a bit before we started recording, so I had to um, do some uh, Big Shack-style quick maths. And, um... <laughs> <laughs> quick maths. Two plus two, that's four. That's one, that's three quick maths. Um, and, yeah, Lachlan's crack is... Um, if you're doing expected number of deaths, uh, the first track is a 1.25 people will die each time, and on track B, 0.85 people will die each time. That doesn't make sense for the first time, but it, like he said, over 100 uh, scenarios, 120 feet, 125 people would die on track uh, A, the first track, and 85 on the second. But interestingly enough, I think there is a, a case to make mathematically that you should not switch. I think if, if you're, if it's only going to happen once and you go with the, your opinion is that the only acceptable outcome is nobody dying, then you shouldn't switch. You shouldn't switch. Yeah. Because if, if that's your opinion that the only acceptable outcome is no one dying, you've only got a 15% chance of no one dying if you switch. 
but you've actually got a 23.7% chance of no one dying if you leave it. Mm. So, like Lachlan was saying, with the expected value, what happens is like if you to do it 100 times, there would be a bunch of times yeah. on track A where nobody dies, but that would be evened out by the times when two or three people die or four people. So, overall, it would be worse. But if you were just doing it once, you could make a case mathematically that you uh, shouldn't switch. Yep. Yep. I, I get it. That's part of the – well, I mean, I'm not that smart, but <clears throat> part of the reason I was, like, trying to figure it out for so long was that I was like, oh, one person, 75% chance they won't be um, injured. And then if you look at that as, like, one person, each one is its own – I don't know what you want to call it – its own case. Yeah. Then it, Independent. Yeah, yeah. I would think that – Independent, yeah. It look at each one independently. You go, okay, well, it seems logical to just put it, like switch the, the train. I mean, keep the train going and let them have a better chance of not dying than old mate on the other yeah. track. But then I started thinking about it if you're running it repeatedly. Like the, you said, the expected expected value makes you go, oh, okay. But, I mean, I'm not that smart, so I didn't express it as well. <laughs> well, I wouldn't have been able to if I didn't have time to uh, do the quick math on it. Um, quick math. I, I was quick mathated by a calculator, so... Um. <laughs> yeah, but uh, that's very interesting. Though I, I like, like I said, I like the different scenarios because then they start to test you. All right, so how's this for one last variation before we finish up? I was uh, talking about in preparation. I was talking about this with uh, my girlfriend, and she came up with the very interesting scenario that the one person on the side track is a worker just doing his job, and he knows that the train's not going to hit him because it's not on track for him. It's not going to hit him. But the five people, they are protesters who have tied themselves up to the track and they think the train's going to stop because it's not its not a runaway train, it's just a normal train and they think the train's going to mm-hmm. stop and therefore they're not going to deliver coal or whatever the fuck they're protesting. But the train's a runaway train now. So now it's going to hit five protesters and kill them or you can divert it and hit one worker. Let it go, mm-hmm. kill the five. Brad? Well, the- Again, rationally, we know five is greater than one. Realistically and emotionally, I'm going to let that train run those protesters down ten times out of ten. <laughs> Here's why you should let it kill the protesters. Well, because they put themselves because in that they situation. They put themselves in that situation. Yeah. They knew the risks. And I'm not, they knew the risks. They knew the risks, yeah. yeah, yeah. That old mate's just doing his job. No, I'm, I'm not going to I'm not gonna kill him to save five people who did something stupid. Um, yeah. It's an interesting one because, again, all logic tells you that you should divert it. Well, this is this but, is another one where it gets into like the 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 numbers game because if it was a hundred protesters, I'm sure you'd switch. You wouldn't let a hundred people die, even if they, you know, logically you could say, well, you know, they put themselves in this. I would, you would let a hundred. I was gonna say I'd let them run the let them run the chance. Might not get all of them. <laughs> <laughs> like a train that gets through a hundred people, that is moving. That's like a bullet train from Japan or something. <laughs> Surely the first 50 or 60 gum up the wheels is what I'm oh, getting. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm in agreement that you would let it run over the protesters, but uh, I, I acknowledge there that there is a gray area. Two protesters, yes. Three protesters, yes. Four, five, yes. But I don't know when you would not switch. If it was 10, if it was 20, I don't know when you, when you start. There is yeah, no, I get it no, saying, no amount of people who willingly put themselves in that situation that I would save over one person unknowingly. In that but could you say that they willingly put themselves in that situation? Cause they, they, Absolutely. But they, they don't know that the train's going to be a runaway train. They just think it's going to see them and stop and go, oh, get off the racks. There's the trains and they're like, yeah, we're not doing it. 
if I if I walk out into the highway in the middle of the night and get hit by a car that has no headlights, is that my fault? Because oh, I thought the car would have headlights and see me and stop. Or is it someone else's fault? I'm not sure that's analogous. <laughs> <laughs> I, put I think myself what in that situation. Yeah, you when you when you walk onto train tracks anytime, you make you acknowledge the risk. You are yeah. consciously acknowledging the risk. I yeah, I agree. You, you are putting yourselves in harm's way, but I, I, there's got to be a number as well because, as you guys probably know as well, like most most people that protest things are just like stupid kids. They're like eighteen or nineteen, and they get all jazzed up by these um, you know commies or whatever that are trying to use them as useful idiots to. Get shit. I don't know. I think they're redeemable. They're eighteen or nineteen year old, um, far left people usually, but they they usually come good. <laughs> I think. I'm not saying I'm not saying kill them because they're protesters. They could be protesting something that I disagree with. For all I know, I'm saying kill them because they put themselves there. Yeah, but that's that's what I'm saying because they're so young. Presumably. Nah. They they're not really putting themselves there. They've been they've been like convinced that it's a good thing to do, even though that's... they shouldn't be so easily led. Okay, so that's just Darwin sorting out the uh, the gold. That's right. Yeah, this is definitely a case of Darwinism as opposed to yeah straight up rationale. I was going to say that about the uh, the traveler case as well, like those five people who were waiting for organs, but uh, I thought that would be a bit callous. That's kind of a Darwin thing. <laughs> I think we've got callous covered, mate. You'll be right. <laughs> so, all right. Just to finish up, I <clears throat> I wanted to say that when when we're talking about these sort of things, ethical dilemmas, or trying to put yourself in a situation where we're making a we're making assumptions that you have to make in order to have a conversation like this. So, like we're we're assuming that there's perfect knowledge. We're assuming that there's no uh, you know way around it. There's no way to get out of it. There's no. Yeah. Um, we're narrowing that hypothetical down. Better alternative, yeah. So we're we're kind of suspending, uh, you know, disbelief for a bit in order to talk about these sort of things. And then the the other thing is we can we could write a game plan for how we would act in this situation. But if we ever actually found ourselves in this situation, it would be we don't know if we'd actually be able to act that way. So I'm saying I'll pull the lever. But if you put me in that situation tomorrow, I could stand there and think I should pull it and maybe I wouldn't be able to. Maybe I'd freeze up and not be oh, able to. Or you might yeah, freeze up out of fear. Yeah, you, you know. So mm. it's it's one or of those things. Of- yeah, it's- yeah, like indecision, just taking too long to react, like comprehending the situation. Yeah. You might not be like, oh, this train's going to hit these five people. Oh, look, I can divert it. You might be just like, ah, oh, there's a train running away. Yeah, and just go, yeah. So I think that's that's mm-hmm. worth saying as well because, you know, people are going to message us be like, oh, you think you're so tough, you can do it, you'd freeze up. <laughs> <laughs> please, please send us those messages. Oh, I if there is one thing I know, it's that I am tough. <laughs> Fight me, IRL. There's actually a very uh, funny clip from a show called The Good Place to do with the trolley problem. And the guy uh, not being able to decide what he should do in time, and it ends up running over like a whole bunch of people. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll, put, a, we'll put a link to the clip in the blog. Yeah, right, and cool. uh, I was going to say that I, <laughs> I was thinking that if we talked about uh, philosophy this season, then uh, that would be a lot less uh, controversial. But uh, that's fucked up. So <laughs> we. <we've laughs> <laughs> Wait. 
Anything we talk about, I am going to just do my best to enrage as many Brent's people. Brent's going to find a way to upset Exactly. Everyone. I'm going to refer everybody to the title of the podcast again. You know what you signed up for, sir. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know what you signed up for when you walked on those tracks. <laughs> <laughs> when you downloaded our podcast, you knew what you were getting. Welcome's a good person. Brad is a bad person. Um, yeah. Do we have any final thoughts tonight, gentlemen? No, I, I, uh, I thought it was a very interesting topic, guys. Uh, good one, first out of the gate. That's it? That's your final thoughts? That's that's all of it? No, it's not like a conspiracy or whatever. I just, uh, I've already already told you what I think, is that emotionally there's, there's, there's you have a limit, but rationally you should know, um, you know, five people's lives are greater than one. In, but emotionally you'll have a limit. There'll be some sort of defining characteristic or feature or something in your life, some sort of your lived experience. Uh, if you will, that uh, makes you decide to not switch the lever eventually. Live the experience. You sound like a comedy, Brad. Welcome. Do you have any <laughs> final thoughts? <laughs> My thoughts are less to do with the actual subject matter and more to do with the fact that I'm very impressed with Brad, uh, how well he handled uh, all our questions just on the fly, off the cuff. Mm. Uh, you did mm. very well, Brad. I'm, I'm yeah. proud of you. I'm fucking awesome. I know it. <laughs> okay. That's my final thoughts, actually, right there. I'm a, yeah. bit, I'm a bit less proud of you now. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, my final thoughts are it doesn't take much for Brad to get a big head, so we should ease off on the compliments. Um, yeah, Brad, you piece of shit. That's <laughs> uh, not wrong. Human garbage. Yeah, and uh, I'll... Uh, I'll um, I'll agree with Brad's uh, lived experience uh, comments that, uh, unfortunately, that there there is always going to be some human element or emotional element that gets in the way. So um, I think it's good to think about these sort of things in a um, general sense, but hopefully we're never in this uh, situation and we don't have to make this sort of decision. Unless, of course, it's the uh, protester situation because it sounds like Lachlan really wants to be in that situation. I'd do that recreationally, personally. But. Brad's, Brad's going to train yards and starting cutting some breaks and stuff like that. Yeah, just set up one of those those sweet fucking camping chairs, just prop myself up next to the lever. <laughs> just watch the protesters get mowed down. Oh, God. Uh, we'll, we'll link to a lot of uh, protesters getting run over by cars in the blog, so look forward to that. And, uh, yep, that's definitely <laughs> Thanks for joining us. We'll uh, we'll come up with uh, something interesting to talk about to do with. Check uh, us out on the socials. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, SoundCloud, all that good shit. And the blog is awesome. Check that out for sure. Yeah. And the host usually wraps up, but thanks for doing that for me, guys. Um... <laughs> <laughs> new year, new me. <laughs> new year, same podcast. Still as controversial, but uh, yeah, we'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us. 